Hello, this is CG Hawk of the Bullhog Sports Show. I'm now going to talk a little bit about the Stroud Open so far. My thoughts and opinions from Monday through Wednesday of the tournament. We have seen some big upsets. We've seen some easy to predict matches that were won by the favored player. We've seen some heartbreak. We've also seen some exciting moments for some of these young players and also some of the veterans as well. And now we're going to begin with Monday. And of course, I'm not going to talk about every single match. That's insane. I was going to talk about the matches that I watched, got to see some, and also talk about the players I like who if they advanced yet or they lost to Monday. And we'll begin right now. The first one I'll talk about is Rafa Nadal. He easily defeated Dare at one of the night games. And it's Australia, so it's a different timing. But for in the United States, it was towards the end of the day, very late. And he defeated Laszlo Dier from Serbia in straight sex, 6-3, five aces. And this was... The- only reason I would mention it is I love Rafael. He's probably my favorite tennis player of all time. But also mention is that going into this match, he had some back issues as of late, and there was a bit worry. Would his back be stiff? Would it give him some problems? And at least against um, Laszlo, there was no problems at all. Straight sets, victory for Rafa. I want to talk about his match yesterday. I'll mention a little bit more because there was a. Heckler, but this was not in this match. Serafa won in straight sets. Now I want to talk about is Daniel Medyev, the Russian. He is one of my favorites as also also. Straight sets victory over Vasic Pupsi, the Canadian. There's a lot of good Canadians now. A lot of young, good Canadians. For a long time it was Milos Raonic. He was the Canadian on the men's side, he was the guy that was the big man. He made the Wimbledon 2016 final, lost to Andy Murray, and that was his big moment. And he's always been good in the quarterfinals, too. He makes it pretty far in a lot of these tournaments. He used to. Lately, he hasn't been as good, but injuries have played a role in that. But it's good to see a lot of young, good Canadians like Pupsi, some other ones as well, like Dennis Shapovalov. Felix Auger on the men's side. And back to this one. So, Medyev, straight sets victory, moved on. Hopefully he can make it even farther. He's the fourth seed. I'd love it if he made it really far in this tournament. That would be awesome. And maybe even made the final. I know it's kind of, might be a little bit much to ask for him. He has made the final before. Not in Australian Open, but he's made it far. We'll see if all the cards are in his favor. Next one I want to talk about is a upset that Roberto Batista Agut from Spain, veteran, been playing on the court and in the tour a long time, early 30s. He was upset by Radu Albat in four sets. Surprising. I would have thought Agut maybe could have advanced to at least the third round. And a lot of these guys, it's hard to tell how they're doing because 
A lot of these players have had to quarantine in a hard quarantine for 14 days. A lot of them, when they got on the plane and landed in Australia due to COVID, let's say, for example, their flight, someone tested positive, that immediately had to go into a 14-day hard quarantine where they stayed in the hotel room. And a lot of these people on the men and women's side basically couldn't practice, couldn't do anything until like the tournament started. So they had very little practice, which put them at disadvantage compared to some of these players who didn't have to do a 14-day hard quarantine. And that's shown in the stats of how players have looked. There's been a lot of players who you would have thought maybe would have won that lost or looked very rusty because they haven't got a chance to practice and get on the court. Next one is one I actually watched. This one was between Andrei Rublev, the Russian. He's really good at the seventh seed. He is rising in the men's side of Taz ranks. He has looked really good. And he dominated Yannick Hoffman, the German. Hoffman's just happy to be there. And this one was a drubbing of Hoffman. Rublev looked awesome. He dominated him. And it wasn't for straight sets, 6-3, 6-3, 6-4. But Hoffman never really, there's never really any fear for me that Rublev was going to get upset by Hoffman. He just looked outclassed in every way. And that's good, because hopefully Rublev can make it far in this tournament. Let's see. Another one I want to talk about for Monday was Mikhail Emer upset Herbert Herkaz, the Polish, number 26 seed. He is really good, Herbert. So I was surprised to see him get upset by Emer. This was Emer's biggest win of his career, biggest win he's ever had on tour. Biggest Grand Slam win, and he upset Herbert in five sets. I thought that Herbert was going to win when he got to two sets, one to one, and then he almost took the advantage on Emer in the fourth set, but Emer pulled out all the cards, got hot late in the fourth set, advantage to pretty much dominate the fifth set. He looked a lot better. He looked less tired than Herbert, and the temperature was really hot. Some of the times it was over 100 degrees, and Emer looked really good to get that fifth set upset. Another one from Monday. Probably just for kind of just like end of stuff on Monday. Gregor Dimitrov, Bulgarian, defeated Marin Chilich. Marin Chilich. He was so good a few years ago. He won the U.S. Open 2014. He's made it to the Wimbledon final before. Strong Open final. He's made it to the finals besides his win. And lately, he's getting up there. Lately, injuries have played a part. And he just didn't look as good as in the past. And Dimitrov took advantage. Normally, you, would ne- you wouldn't be hard to believe that you'd see Dimitrov and Chilich in the first round. But that's where we are. Now to the women's side for Monday. It took place. Some of these matches I got to watch. Of course, some I did not. I've been mostly watching on the Tez channel and also on ESPN too. Those are where they have most of the matches available.
let's see. One of the matches I watched from Monday was Sophia Kennan. She is the defending Australian Open champion against Mats Inglis, who's just happy to be there. And Inglis actually played pretty well. It was a straight set victory for Sophia Kennan, but Inglis played very well. And she had advantage in the first set, but she couldn't get past Sophia Kennan's serve and her on-court capabilities in Inglis. Lost two sets, but she's nothing to be ashamed of. She played very well. And that's always what you want to see from someone who is in favored. A young player. So V. Kennedy is young too. They're both very young. But English, the Australian, played oh, perfectly fine. And that was the only women's match I got to watch on Monday that I believe. And it was good to see Sophie Cannon advance to the next round. There wasn't that many upsets on this Monday one, so I think we're just going to move on to... Oh, the other one I watched? I watched two. The other one I watched was Belinda Benich, this Swiss player. I'm a fan of her. She beat Lauren Davis in three sets. Linda advanced. Good job. Glad she defeated Lauren Davis to move on. Oh, well, I guess the last one I want to mention is that Victoria Azarenka, the former two-time Grand Slam champion, lost to Pagula in two sets. And at the end of the match, they said, was it Victoria Azarenka? Was she having a... It was it too hot? Did she... Was the heat too much? And she lost in two sets. Which is interesting that she lost so early, but there's always upsets in women's and men's tennis. You never know what's going to happen. Now moving on to Tuesday for the men's side. We got to watch a few matches on Tuesday as well. And there were some upsets on Tuesday. But not many though. Probably the biggest one would be Stan Varinka, The former Grand Slam champion. Four times I believe. He lost to Fukovic. The Hungarian. In five sets. Fukovic. Martin, he is not bad. He's had some upsets before. I can definitely remember a few matches where he was not favored and upset his opponent. And Varinka was the 17th seed. But Fukovic isn't no slouch. Another one, Dominic Tiem. He is one of my favorites also. Upset. Well, actually not upset. He destroyed... The German Kopler in three sets, 6-4, 6-0, 6-2, easily defeated him, which he should. There was another one that was... Well, the Canadians did well. Milos Raonic won in four sets against the Frenchman, Kurlian Milut. Auger, the Canadian, beat Duckworth in three sets. And I want to give credit to... Kasper Rude, 
the only Norwegian on the men's tour. He defeated Thompson in three sets. Good job by those guys. And Djokovic beat Tafoe easily. Now the women's side on Tuesday. Serena Williams easily defeated Stokovic. This one I watched a little bit of. After my class got out, I watched a little bit of this one. And Williams looked a little bit rusty the first set, but then she, when it got to like 3-3, three to three, she immediately exploded, and then she easily defeated Stokovic, which she should be doing. Then there was an upset when Joe Kanta, the first team seed, couldn't continue, and she had to end the match against Juvan. Another one was... Sloane Stevens, the former champion, lost to Putseva. But Stevens is not ranked anymore, so that's not as shocked. And she has been looked not as good lately. Yeah, that was Tuesday. So let's move on to Wednesday. For the men's side, Mikhail Emer won again. Very surprising. I was surprised he'd be defeated. Alcaraz, the really young Spanish player. And Emer, I thought he would have lost here, but no. So now he moved on to the third round. Very successful for Emer. Kesper Rudd won again to move on in four sets. Good job for him. The one match I watched from yesterday was... Andre Lublov again against Thiago Montero. He won straight sets. And this was, the first two sets was pretty by the book, predictable. He won the first two sets, 6-4, six, 6-4. Four, six, four. And Montero, pretty much, the only way he was able to stay in this was his serve. He had a good serve. And he was able to hold. There were, Most of those sets were the same. It got to like 3-3, three three, but then Montero couldn't continue his strong play, and he couldn't last the whole set against Rublov. So 6-4, six, 6-4. Four, six, four. And then Montero in the third set, looked like he might he able to win. He had an advantage late. He was up a game, but then Rublov came back to get 6-6 six, six, and went to tiebreak. And this was close. This was nail-bitingly close by Montero and Rublov. They got it to 8-8. Eight to eight. And the tiebreak, I was like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, is Montero going to move to the fourth set for Rublev? Amazingly, and proud of him. Managed to get the tiebreak over, and he won a straight sets. Montero goes home. Another one is the always explosive, always flappable, always on the news, always in the media, always calling people out. Nick Kyrgios. Not a fan of him. One in five sets against Hugo Umbert, the Frenchman. I wanted Hugo to defeat Kyrgios. I was disappointed that he's still going on. And Kyrgios now has to face Dominic Tiem, which is going to be a big one. I want Kyrgios to get defeated. Six love, six love, six love. I want him to go home. And ready for Dominic Tiem to kick his ass. Hopefully he can. Another one. Bruno Koric, the 22nd seed, went home 
against a person who I didn't expect he'd lose to in Mackenzie McDonald, who has come back from injury, which is good to see him back on the court. He hasn't been able to play in a long time, but I'm glad he has made it to the third round. Good to see that. And that's really the only... Oh, Alexander Zarev, who I'm a big fan of, won again to move on. And probably the last one I want to talk about is Felicio Lopez. He has been playing for a long time. Feliciano Lopez, for almost 40 years old. He managed to win five sets against the first-ranked Sungo, the Italian. Good job, Lopez. Now to the woman's side, and then we'll conclude after that. In the women's side, there are all a lot of times there happen to be upsets early on in the tournament. The men's side, there is too. But the women's side, there happens to always be an early one that's shocking. Someone in the top 10 goes home right away. And you're like, How'd that happen? I'm, I'm shocked. Oh my goodness, I'm unbelievable. I just don't, I think it's because a lot of the women ranked, they're not, there isn't, there's like somebody's ranked 10th, then somebody's ranked like 40th. There's not that much of a gap between them. It's not like the one is 10th is fantastically better, but usually better, of course, but it just happens to be upsets early on in the women's side. The men's side, too. But biggest one was the defending champion, Sophia Cannon, went home second round against the Estonian Keija Kanapi. Shocking upset. This is probably the biggest one of the tournament so far. The defending champion went home early in the second round after they said she was beside herself, showed her crying on the court. And Kanapi, I didn't even know who she was. She was able to defeat the defending champion in two sets. Surprising. And Boyd's advantage won again to move on. There wasn't any upsets besides the Swift Cannon going home in the women's side. So that's all for that. And I didn't get to watch any of those ones from that period. So I don't really have anything to discuss. And finally, the last one would be Coco Goff, the rising media star, the 16-year-old. I was worried she'd advance far in the tournament, but she didn't. She went home against Elena Slavina, the Ukrainian who I'm a fan of beater in straight sets and that's all we have for this update on the Australian Open so far first two rounds third round starts soon we'll get more into it later in the week probably next week I'll probably talk a little bit about next week when it gets closer to the quarterfinals fourth round semis and final stay tuned for more on the Blog Sports Show CJ Hawk signing off with this Australian Open update.